This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. We are going to go and do a little bit of culture uh, and something a little bit local. Just just relax so that uh, uh, it's not so hectic out there. And the person we have online is Alistair Anderson. Uh, he is a journalist and a writer. And uh, he normally covers business and property. Uh, but today we actually have got him on to talk about things that are culturally related, because he's actually quite good at that sort of thing as well. And uh, just see how you can, uh, if you need to relax at this uh, tough time, then uh, you, you can do that as well. And so we have him online. Alistair, welcome to the New Blue Review. Thank you much. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, how are you? I am doing very well. By the way, if you want to ask any questions uh, to Alistair during our show, you can... Uh, SMS us 34519 or uh, Telegram us 0618951019. Uh, so Alistair, you are someone who enjoys culture, you enjoy music, you, all of that kind of thing. Uh, tell us what have you been watching on things like Netflix and Showmax uh, that, that you're enjoying at the moment? Sure. So, I mean, I'm trying to catch everything up that's on that I haven't watched um, over the past couple of years. So I finished The Irishman, finally. Uh, yeah, the uh, Phantom Thread just got into Netflix, which was... But, yeah, so Phantom Thread is a movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. It's his last film. And then he retired from acting. It's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It was an Oscar nominee, and not this year's Oscars, but I think the year before. That's just gone on to Netflix. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of content on Netflix. I think what most people are watching is Tiger King, though. I'm not sure if you've heard much about Tiger King. That's probably... In one of the most popular documentaries to hit Netflix in years. Yeah, so so I'm going to get to Tiger King in a minute. Just to tell us first of all the Phantom Friends because Daniel Day Lewis is fantastic. So what what actually is that about? So, so it's a so it's about a whole media around a fashion designer, um, but it's 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 kind of hard to you need to kind of watch the film to see that it's a psychological study. Um, there's a whole lot more going on beyond. I suppose it's a study in perfection. You know, around this man's life and how he's kind of moving away from that career. Um, so, so maybe it's a bit, it's a bit of a metaphor for Daniel Day Lewis's life, you know, because he's been seen as just one of the most talented actors of all time and he's decided to now retire from acting. That's, that's kind of what Phantom Thread is. Hence the, hence the, the thread part. Referring to fashion and style. Now, now you also mentioned Tiger King. It's, it's, it's like Jerry Springer with lions. Is that, is, would that be a correct way to, to, to classify it? So that's it's a pretty good description. I, I think it's it's basically um, shown this whole thing about wild animal um, trade and keeping in zoos, wild animals in zoos um, in the states that people just didn't know about. I and mean, you know, I think in America there's been reality shows around this, but globally people haven't really been aware of it. And what this documentary does is it shows a guy called Joe Exotic, it's not his real name, who basically runs a zoo in uh, Oklahoma and. Um, it shows you that there's a whole industry around keeping tigers as pets. And then you will find that Hollywood used these animals. So Britney Spears went to one of the tiger um, keepers and used it in a, I think, for an MTV and Video Musical Awards event. And it shows you just this whole kind of hick culture in the States that we weren't aware of. It's it's quite ridiculous, the documentary, the things that happen, um, without spoiling it. Um, but there's crime and espionage and murder and all sorts of things. Well, that's quite interesting, though, is people would assume this is the most popular thing on Netflix, but the most watched show is actually a movie in the first, uh, this is for the first 
quarter of this year called Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg, which been watched by something like 80 million times globally, while in the Tiger King's around 60 million. So what is, what is Spencer Confidential? So Spencer Confidential is based on uh, these kind of private eye, super sleuth kind of stories set in Boston. Um, Mark Wahlberg's from Boston, so it's a bit of a love letter to Boston that him and um, the director have kind of set up here. And it's just it's it's not the worst thing I've ever watched. I'm just quite fascinated that Mark Wahlberg still draws so much attention in Hollywood. I mean, he's close to 50. In a lot of the scenes in the movie, he just runs around topless trying to show people that he works out all the time. There's, there's actually a whole thing on the internet about Mark Wahlberg's workout regime, which just looks impossible for anybody to pull off. Um, you know, he's, you've got him praying in the morning and then taking kids to school and then working out for like three hours and then playing golf for like an hour. And it's ridiculous. Yet then you've got him in this movie, which is it's quite entertaining. It's a bit of a buddy cop film. He's in it um, with an actor who was in Black Panther um, playing the, the rival clan leader. And there's a couple of other act- interesting actors. It's quite entertaining, but it's, yeah, it's just amazing that a movie like this got so much views. It just seems that Mark Wilding, no matter what he does, people love him. I mean, he made more than $60 million in 2017 when he was in the Transformers movies. So he makes Oscar-winning films, and then he makes complete random movies which people just flock to, and that's what's happening a lot of it in the U.S., but globally also. Now, I have to say, I've been a little bit disappointed with Netflix South Africa because all the really good stuff uh, that you can get in America, like, like uh, The Plot Against America and um, a number of other series uh, that I've been quite keen on, and just, you just can't get it here, which is, is quite frustrating. Uh, and, and one of the, the rival networks is uh, our own local... Um, on the DSTV Showmax package, uh, and there's some quite good local content on that you can watch as well. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of Showmax at the moment. Uh, I think they've caught on with the whole idea of COVID keeping people away from cinemas and going out, so they're flooding it with content. Uh, one example is the new movie Morphe, which is directed by Oliver Hermanis, who's an award-winning director from South Africa. It's actually getting international praise. It's a film uh, set around conscription days and the border war, and it's got um, an actor called Luke Brummer in it. I saw there people have been interviewing him overseas. He was in an NME review in the UK. And the whole idea is it's dealing with this concept of, you know, the, the Morphe concept, I suppose, being gay in the army. Are you actually – I think, that, you know, you don't know if the character actually is gay, but it's, it's all that stuff around in apartheid and that – Chismo, toxic masculinity kind of concept, and it's getting a lot of praise as an independent form globally, which is fantastic, and it's on Showmax. There's also a show called Noughts and Crosses, which is a bit of a sci-fi thing, which um, kind of flips racial powers around, so it's quite interesting. It basically has um, white people being prejudiced more and kind of black people in control, and that's just, it's got South Africans are involved in that production part of film here and in the UK. So there's a lot on Showmax right now. Not not to mention that just um, soapies, things that not, 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 like watched back in the past, documentaries and stuff that was maybe an American Netflix and so on, which is now sitting on Showmax. There's, there's even the South African show, The Girl from St. Agnes. That's another one. You know, sit in a school, like a, a mystery sit in a school. 
There's lots of content on Showmax. Talking to Alistair Anderson today, he's a journalist, and uh, talking to us about uh, different cultural activities that are happening under this uh, bizarre set of circumstances that we find ourselves. Uh, Alistair, just before the break, uh, we would start to talk about artists, people who are doing strange things. What have you been seeing out there on the internet? So, yeah, South African musicians, comedians, they're all trying, you know, to, to get money in themselves. It's a very tough time right now in COVID. A lot of these people obviously aren't perhaps formally employed or they, you know, they can't apply for things like UIF and these different packages. So they, they're trying to, you know, eat at the end of the month. So we've got the likes of Sculptor Zedenhout, who's, he's, so he's an upcoming comedian, very funny. He does a mix of Afrikaans and English comedy and he's running daily videos on his on YouTube and on his channel. Um, you know, each day of lockdown and he kind of discusses a different topic, maybe ten minute video, which I think are really funny and they're, they're getting a lot of um good reaction. I saw Corin Zoid was performing some live stuff the other day of the weekend. Um Art Matthews of Just Ginger has been performing on the the rooftop of his house. So that's becoming quite a common thing. And then there's a another a, he's a bit of a a joke musician, um, also a dance DJ called The Kiffness, and he's been parodying songs. Uh, the latest one was I'm Blue and I'm in Need of a Guai, which, uh, you know, a ripoff of Eiffel 65's Blue, and a comment on this whole debacle at cigarettes, um, you know, the government unba- banning them again. So people are getting creative. Even Kone and Twaki had an event last week, if you remember those guys, um, which you could pay, I think it was 50 Rand, and then you, you got to kind of watch their little presentations. So people are finding ways of keeping us entertained. I just think what's always better is if a, a live musician, they do one of these live shows. It's, it can be appealing to watch someone in their library or their bedroom in their pajamas, but I think it's sometimes better if they maybe set up a little stage and put on some flashy clothes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you, you say because a lot of stuff was initially free. Uh, but now, uh, people asking for donations, uh, as you say, Konei and Twaki, uh, I've seen improv where you can watch uh, comedians do a sort of whose line is it anyway type thing and they ask for a donation. So, so people have started to be able to convert the live model somewhat, uh, to, to, to at least get some kind of money in, uh, for, for the work that they're doing. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely an evolving idea. And I guess the longer that lockdown goes on and depending on what, what level we're in, we'll see it evolve more. Uh, I guess the scary thing is that live music, uh, you know, big congregations of people, festivals, all these things are put towards level one. So it's unlikely that you're going to see many events like that for most of this year. So, uh, you know, a lot of companies that organize live events are losing money and a lot of performers are losing money. So they're really trying to find interesting ways. There are a number of funds which are being set up now where you, you can you know, donate money for artists um, and also just you know pay for their content. You know, people have released CDs over the years and movies and whatever else, you know, stand-up DVD specials. So just encouraging people to pay for that South African content. Um, you know, if if you go and spend a hundred odd rand on Netflix, maybe spend a hundred rand on a on a Toki DVD or something. It, it feels good just to support. You know, something local, something in your community, and something you know have a direct effect. That's the kind of thing going on. I see in Europe, we were already getting things like drive-in concerts. There was in Denmark, this is an idea where you people they're going to have drive-in concerts that kind of has social distancing. So 
people are entrepreneurial. People can think of ideas around the effects of the virus. It's just, I believe South Africa's only really beginning um, to kind of get into getting over this virus. It's only been a few weeks. We mustn't forget that. So it's going to be a tough year for the entertainment industry. I think that's an amazing idea, though, that you talk about. Imagine, a, you know, the, first of all, a drive-in is like such a South African thing to watch a movie. But as a concert, it might be quite an amazing thing to do, assuming you can get the security right and the acoustics. I mean, we've got lots of malls, lots of open places that are not having cars. It, it could be an incredible thing. Yeah, we, we've definitely got, you know, the wide open spaces in South Africa. We've got the, the weather. Okay, we're coming into winter now, but especially, you know, when we get into spring. So it's all out there. We've got the parks. We've, we've got Kirsten Bosch. We've got Emerenta Gardens. These things all exist. Um, it's just we've got to have the willpower and, you know, abide by whatever regulations are in place. So I think that's that, – we'll see it from this week as we go into stage four and, you know, more than a million people back at work. We'll see how, how the strategy works out and then, you know what I mean, it, it can then be used on – more live events. So it comes down to even sport. You know, you're not going to see sport for quite a while. And that's another thing which needs to start happening again because that's costing all the sporting organizations money. Alistair Anderson uh, brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to the whole crew who helped put the show together, to Flo, uh, who helps us on the sound, Vuzi, who does the post-production, to Craig, who uh, is the show operator and pushes all the big red buttons, and Senna, who is my producer. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week on the New Blue Review.